Pods, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Producer, babyface Joel Solomon, and my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Guys, the way it works is after two weeks, there are some 2-0 and teams and there are 0-2 teams and there are a bunch of 1-1 and teams. We're going to focus on some of these 2-0s and 0-2s. Who will make the playoffs? Who's the best value to not make the playoffs? We're going to talk baseball. There are about, what, 13 days left? Outstanding awards still. Some up for grabs. NL MVP, AL Cy Young. NL Cy Young, kind of. NL West, Giants, Dodgers. We'll go after that. And then... She's going to be on with us, SI, fantasy expert, Sports Illustrated fantasy expert, and star of Waverwired with Eddie Spaghetti, Jen Piacenti. She's going to go over all our fantasy needs, who we could pick up, who we could drop. It's time to say goodbye to some players in the NFL. But let's focus on the NFL. 0-2 teams, Colts and Vikings. There are more than that, but Colts and Vikings, Parley Kid. No is minus 178 for the Colts to make the playoffs. The Vikings, no is minus 260. The yes is plus 205. And then there are two and O teams. We're going to focus on Carolina, Denver, and the Raiders. Which two and O team will not make the playoffs? If you say Carolina, the no is minus 156. If you say Denver, the no is plus 136. And if you say the Raiders, the no is minus 134. It's all confusing. We're going to straighten it out for you. Out of those teams, Parley Kid. I think you and Brian agree. I say Denver doesn't make it. They've been good. Uh, but I feel the way I see it is you have to take either the Raiders or the Broncos. And I like the Raiders. I like them a lot. Denver beat the Jets. Uh, and they beat a bad New England team early in the year. Last year, we've seen this before. Then they kind of fall apart. The one thing that gets me crazy is Teddy Bridgewater, since 2014, is 22-3 and three on the road. How is that possible, Barley Kid? 22-3. and three. Oh, I road. think he's 22 and three against the spread, right? On the road, Sal. I, I think, don't know. I think, yeah. Is that I what don't it know is? If his record is 22 and three, or is he 22 and three against the spread? Babyface, look that up. I don't because know. 22 thought... and three seems, it almost seems like an impossibility. Right. I know. It's like, did he play Being for the Chiefs? Like, he lost yeah. games last year, right? He lost more than three games last year. On the road? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't he know. Had I'm to. just thinking he's he's got a, a 22 and All three. Right. I, think it's, I think it's against the spread. Right. Uh, but either way, right. I'm not going to jump on the Broncos here to make the playoffs a 2-0. Um, soft schedule to start the year. I By think the way, you're correct. 22-3 and three and 25 career road games after today. I, I read a stat said straight up. It didn't make sense. Go against against the spread, game. right? Yeah, but yeah. that's yeah. still, I mean, that's ridiculously impressive. No matter how you slice yeah. that, that's ridiculous. But uh, I think the loss of Judy here will catch up to him in a game or two. Uh, he'll be out for at least uh, uh, probably, what, three or four more weeks. Um, they might not have that explosive type of offense uh, in some cases. I think it catches up to them in this high-octane league with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. I'm going to say no to that, uh, to them making the plus. I think Brother Bry also agrees, and I think you also agree, Sal. Yeah, I mean, to get plus 136 on the no, we'll get to uh, Bry, uh, you in a second. I, look, I think this is a kind of team that could be four. What do I have them, like five and five? Going into their break because they're going to beat uh, they're going to beat the Jets this week, and then they have the Ravens, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Browns, Washington team, the Cowboys. All right, Eagles. Uh, 
And then they have their bye. I think they're like four and six or five and five in a very competitive AFC West, Brian. Like I said, I'm taking the Raiders. I don't think there's, I think the Chargers come back. And I think those are the three playoff teams from the West Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. Can you add anything to um, why the Broncos won't make it? Well, I mean, look, we knew coming into the season, right? Those three first games were very winnable games. I mean, we probably all thought they'd go at least two and one. Uh, they do look very good defensively, and Bridgewater's probably you know, a perfect type of quarterback for this team. But it's a little too early to lay minus 166 for them to make the playoffs. Look, they, the biggest thing is, look, the AFC has 11 potential teams for the playoffs. That's not even including the Colts. Right. Um, so it's 12 if you count the Colts. But yeah, like you said, starting in week four, you know whether or not they're for real when the cream puffs are off their schedule. Um, I think it's just impossible to gauge uh, off of these first three weeks. And, and this division is going to be so tough all year long. Uh, minus 166 just doesn't sound right for Denver. I think right if now. you just ask yourself, when the hell am I going to get plus 136 on Denver to not make the playoffs? Right. Like, right? You slap yourself right. in the face a few times, like, oh my God, those are good numbers. And if they do make it, it's got to be week 17, right? Or what, what, how many weeks they play? 33 or something, right? They're not going to, they're not going to blow everyone away and, and clinch um, in the uh, early part of December. All right. Harry, Harry has taken a, a break from shitting on Carolina. He had that option. He could have said, no, Carolina will not make the playoffs minus 156. But instead, you're going yes with the 0-2 Vikings to somehow sneak in. Yeah, I, I went with them. I, I, on the show a couple uh, about a month ago, I gave them out to win the division, have 11 wins. That's going to be tough now uh, because of their unfortunate first two games of the season, bad luck, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Cook fumbles, and, um, and uh, Joseph misses that 37-yarder. So they're sitting at 0-2. Uh, I don't know if there's a better a team that has uh, worse kicking over the last 10 years besides Minnesota. Maybe, I guess, the Chargers, but boy, it's been bad for Minnesota. But still, overall, offensively, this team is putting up points. Cousins looks great. Uh, five and uh, five touchdowns, zero picks, 72% completion percentage, uh, and 300 yards a game. Uh, both games, like I said, first two games on the road. Cooks averaging 100 yards rushing. Top three receivers getting 100, have 130 or more receiving yards. Defensively, I mentioned Daniel Hunter's back. He'd missed all of last season. He's got four sacks. He's been great for the Vikings. Um, they turned around here. I think they, they have three straight home games now after losing the first two at home uh, on the road. They got, the, for, like I said, three straight home games. Four of the next, three of the next, uh, four of the next five are at home. They turned around. They get it rolling at home, and Vikings still make the playoffs. You talk about a team whose box score never makes sense. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. It's right up there. You look at that. Kirk Cousins mm -hmm. made almost no mistakes yesterday. Right. Their offense played well. Dalvin Cook had a great game. Um, their defense seemed like, yeah, well, I guess that's it. Right. I guess 400 yards to uh, to Kyler Murray. It's just not going to make it. But what are their next few games here? They do have a couple of their home to Seattle, Cleveland, um, and then they get Detroit and they got the Cowboys at home. So th three. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. He wants to change. You want to change it? Change oh, Vikings Panthers would be great. October seventeenth. <laughs> Their schedule. Should we go to that game? Their it's not that. that it's game. not that easy. It really isn't. Well, look. I, I know we should look at their schedule though. Shit, it's like the Detroit schedule. game at home, and then it's like, oh no, right. oh no, it's like the next two Detroit their games. Their, their, their offense. <laughs> their offense can go up against anybody. Packers, Rams, Steelers, obviously Packers twice, 49ers, Chargers. Get, this is terrible. You should Ravens. get better odds than that. I don't know. You should get better yeah, odds. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the no. The, the, uh, listen, your best bet is that they're in the NFC, right? So who's that? who gets yeah, that seventh it. spot? 
All right, guys, NFL is back. FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel pays you back up to $10. Panthers, Texans, that'll be fun. We know Harry's going against the Panthers, even though they say he says they have easy games every week. I don't know. Oh, that October 17th now against the Vikings. That's going to be our Super Bowl, fellas. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same game parlay bets. There's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. Also, FanDuel offering a free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code against all odds. You have to be 21 or older. And present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. You get a max refund of $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile or web. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. Dial 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan and the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Let's switch to baseball. I feel like we've neglected baseball. We're going to uh, ask Jen Piacenti about Damashek went after her. He said baseball is over. Hang it up. This is football season, but no. She's collecting trophies left and right for fantasy baseball. She's not out of it yet. Um, also not out of it. MVP discussion. Let's do it. Bryce Harper, minus 125. Fernando Tatis over the weekend. Had a little skirmish in the dugout. That was fun. I think that brings his name to light a little. He's even odds. Uh, Brother Bry, parlay kid, you like Harper. Harry, give us why you say Fernando Tatis is the MVP. Even yeah, odds. Yeah, I mean, look. Um... He's going to probably hit, he's got, uh, it's going to probably hit 40 home runs for the season. Uh, Harper's a little bit below that. It's going to probably have 100 RBIs. Harper just has around 80. Uh, Tatis doubled him in stolen bases. And they both have a right around the same record. So if, if San Diego was in the East, they'd be a game like back or a game or two behind uh, Atlanta, like Philadelphia is. Um, I just think overall here, Tatis has had the better season. Harper's come on of late. But I think Tatis has been more solid throughout the entire season. They're still still in line to get the last wild card, still fighting for that. So overall, I said, and I still think Tatis' stats are still a little bit better than Harper's. Okay, Paulie kid, you're a Harper guy, Bry. You changed your mind at the last minute, but what what do you guys think um, is best suited for Harper? Why he's going to get the nod here at this basically pick him uh, event? So I like Harper. I I think look, the Phillies aren't out of this East. A lot of a lot of this might come down to if they somehow stole the East, I think Harper wins this, right? I think it's it's his. So, uh, But they are still a little outside of that race right now. Um, but if they do, then he's got this. So I'm looking at that. Uh, the numbers are super similar. Uh, would Tatis' teammates vote for him to be MVP right now? I'd say no. So not that they have a say in that matter, but the fact is uh, I think that whole thing in the dugout might have really, might have really scarred his chances a little bit oh. too uh, here. I really think that might hurt him coming down the stretch. I mean, it's an MVP award, right? Most valuable player. 
on your team. Right. I don't know if his own teammates would vote for him. I think Harper leads the, the majors in slugging and uh, OPS. Okay, two very important statistics that get looked at these days. I think he finishes strong. He's been hot for a while now. He, he finishes with a flourish, ends up with 36, 37 home runs, gets over that 90 RBI, hitting three, 310 plus. I think he edges Tatis out in a super tight race. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how much uh, Harper's teammates like him either, right? And uh, I, I think wonder they if like the writers... him. I think they like him. I yeah. think they like him. I think he plays. I think they like him. I think he plays hard every night. We got to figure this out. Like if Atlanta had a 10 yeah, game lead, then the, I don't think they'd be talking about it so much, right, Darren? This is true. I believe. Well, and, and he had a crazy number. Remember what we talked about this a couple months ago already? He was like, 20 to one on a Monday, 50 to one on a Monday, and then nine to one on a Friday. And then even, even uh, most recently it jumped back and forth. He wasn't always um, in the last month, the, uh, the lead um, right, right there, odds wise, but all right, Brian, you have anything to add to Bryce Harper? Yeah, no, it's just, it's going to be hard for either of these teams to make the playoffs. Um, but even though Tatis has the better war right now, I mean, this reward usually comes down to what have you done for me lately? Right. So Harper in August and, August and September has been awesome, uh, you know, especially especially August and September. I mean, since the All-Star break, has been good. But he leads the league in OPS. Um, he's first in NL, NL in adjusted batting wins, whatever nerdy stat that is. Uh, but, yeah, like you guys said, the Tatis with the negative headlines for the last few days, uh, moving around positions on him. Um, I would I would take Harper, though, minus 125. Uh, it, it's too similar, and, I, again, I think they – Usually they look at those last couple of months a little bit more. Not that they should, mm-hmm. but they didn't did. have a great year last year. Harper, right? Not not for the uh, no. MVP voting. Tatis was fourth in votes. He had forty eight percent of the share and zero first place votes. But uh, all right, some people are voting for him. Uh, I'll go Tatis there, Harry. I'll jump on with you. I'll take the even money there. Uh, not really. No, no one making a case for Burns over Scherzer. Scherzer minus two ten. Burns plus two hundred. So we'll skip Man. that one. Yeah, but um, Sal, real quickly okay. at minus two ten, yeah. I I I think people should just man, pile oh, you all your yeah. money on put it all really? on Scherzer. Oh, it's a oh, it's a tuition. <laughs> oh no, oh, oh, I didn't say that. Darren, he hasn't given. Thinking that. Darren, zero earned runs. That. Zero earned runs. His last five starts, thirty-seven innings. Seven seven and zero oh with the Dodgers with a point seven eight ERA. It's minus two ten. I, I don't. Well, here's the thing: Burns is going to miss a start, right? They'll they'll position him so that he'll this is p- true pitch too. game one, right? Yep. Scherzer, they're going to need him to win. Um, probably what is it? What will he have? Three more starts. It's a great in the point. Next two weeks. He's good. Yeah, and two probably two starts. I'm thinking two more but. starts. All right, minus two ten. All right, I'm with you. Let's go on that. Let's uh, argue about AL Cy Young. Uh, Robbie Ray now minus two eighty. Cole was in control for a while. Get uh, doors blown off over the weekend. Boot off the mound, plus 230. Uh, but, Paula Kidd, you're still making a case for Cole. Is this a homer call? It might be. It's, it certainly <laughs> might be, but here's the might thing. Might be? Um, Ray, <laughs> Ray ha- Cole's got three more wins than Ray, okay? So, for Ray, to, and I think oh. Cole o- always bounces back with some huge, star- with really good performances after a bad one. If Cole can win his last two starts, and maybe who knows if he gets a third somewhere and that they have to throw him in there. But if he goes ends up with 17 and 8, 
And Ray wins one more start the rest of the way. And he's got 13 wins. Okay? Their strikeout totals, they're both going to approach 250. Ray's got a little bit better ERA. I don't, I don't, I think this is closer than we're maybe making it out to be here. All right. Uh, and then the odds are showing, especially because I do think Cole, he wins his last couple of starts and he's got 17 wins and Ray's got 13 wins, maybe 14 wins. And that's got to play a part, a, a factor in this. So I think the, the, we, I don't think we should give it to Ray. Uh, right now, the odds are saying give it to Ray. Give it to Ray. And I don't see it. I don't see it. All right, Harry. I know you want to defend your guy. You've been with him all year. I don't know how Parley Kid doesn't see it. Yeah, you don't see it. Cole's ERA after Sunday getting, like Sal said, booed off the mound. Darren, his ERA has gone to over three. Nine of Cole's last 10 starts. He's went six, six innings or less. He's two and five this year versus Boston and Tampa Bay. And uh, Ray's ERA is about a half run better than his. Ray's also eight or more Ks, seven straight starts. Hasn't given up more than four and runs in a start this season. Robbie Ray is not giving up more than four and runs in a start this season. Cole, five times. No mm. way. It's Ray. Uh, Brian, hey, <laughs> Brian, I, I love think it. we're looking the at jinx sure, is on, boys. All right. Let's do Giants Dodgers. Now. This is interesting. The Giants are minus 125, Dodgers plus 105 to take this division. We're all over the place with this. Bri, I'm with you. I'm going Dodgers. Look at the remaining games. They both play San Diego. They both play Colorado, right? Um, San Francisco, they both play Arizona, right? So they both play San Diego, Colorado, Arizona. One's away, mm -hmm. one's home, okay? Um, San Francisco differences has to play San Diego twice. San Diego is going to be looking for that wild card. The Dodgers have to play Milwaukee to end the season which would seem tough. But again, we just said they might rejigger that rotation. So that might see some, some minor leaguers starting in this, and they may lay down one or two or all of those games in that Friday to Sunday series. Is that your reasoning but for taking the Dodgers or game out against the Giants? Yeah, well, that's exactly my reason. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, I don't know what those games really won't mean much for, for Milwaukee at that point in time, but Dodgers have stayed in this. I mean, it's amazing what these two teams have done, but, I feel like the Dodgers have stayed in this so long. I, it's hard to see them get a wild card now. Yeah. You know, I, you could easily go and be like, I mean, I'd be really disappointing for the Dodgers season to be playing a one game wild card. But, you know, like you said, at Colorado, at Arizona, the next six, whereas the Giants have have the Padres who will be playing for something. So I think even after these next six games, you're going to see the Dodgers take like a a one game lead here. I, I don't really see them losing any of these next couple. Yeah. Of games. Milwaukee 11 and a half up and a two seed for sure. Right. They're not catching the one. They're not catching the West winner. Mm -hmm. No matter what, they're not dropping to the three. doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, they'll get the two. So they have no incentive to go all out. Um, the f next weekend, not this weekend coming up, but uh, parlay kid, you disagree. I mean, Look, Giants a, playing a great. month or so ago, maybe longer, I gave out the Giants at plus, I think they were plus 300 or 350 to win this division. Yeah. Um, at, at that point, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with the Giants. They seem to just have a way of winning games, uh, just like the Dodgers do. I got the one game lead. I think they find a way to just hold on to this, uh, you know, six home games, six away games, six versus San Diego, three versus Colorado, three versus Arizona. Uh, for for San Fran, um, and look, MLB, wake up anyway. Seed the teams by their records. Like winning a division can get you to the playoffs, but you should be out. You, the Braves and one of these teams should be a wild card team. 
over yeah. this team. They, 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 one of these teams would have a 20-game lead over Atlanta. Uh, why should they, why should they be a wild card? Get rid of <laughs> Come on. Get, it's the same. And football does the same thing. It gets you to the playoffs. But sorry, the top teams get the top seeds. Coming in second in the division but winning 100 games should not be a punishment. Wow. And Harry, you agree? Harry, uh, we may as well embrace it. The few times you and Parlay Kid agree, but you like the Giants. Also. Yeah, and I, I agree with D. That was a nice take there. I agree with you a little bit. But I mean, look, despite uh, how good LA has been this season, San Fran has been relentless. They, they've been fantastic all season. Haven't yes. gone through a rut yes. at all. Uh, April, May, the Dodgers went 5 and 15. San Fran, nobody saw this coming from San Francisco. They're first in the National League in home runs. I got seven players with 15 or more. Um, second in baseball in ERA, first in saves. Look, and Brandon Crawford, what a season this guy's been having. He's been around for 11 years, never hit more than 275. He's hitting 300, and they're starting pitching. Can go toe-to-toe with uh, the Dodgers. I think San Francisco squeaks it out. They've, they've been fantastic all season. I think they edge out the Dodgers. I mean, listen, they're both excellent, but I'm really, and I think Brian is all basing it completely on the last 12, 11, or 12 games yeah. here, right? I just don't like that Milwaukee series for uh, for the Dodgers. I mean, if I'm the Dodger fan, I like it. All right, let's go to her right now. She knows baseball. She knows football. And no one knows better floors and higher ceilings than her. She's our red zone realtor. And she's going to be helping us out every Tuesday during the NFL season with fantasy advice. It's our good pal, fantasy expert, Jen Piacenti. What's up, Jen? Nothing went the way it was supposed to for fantasy. Uh, who, who are these players? Yeah. Fullbacks with touchdowns? Like, what is that? But uh, I have to say, I, I gave you credit because Brandon Zilstra, as far as I was concerned, as far as I saw, was the first player to score on Sunday and uh, for the Panthers. And he's, um, Harry, do you know what college he goes to? Brandon Zilstra? Concordia College in Minnesota. And I gave you credit for that, Jen. I appreciate And I was like, you know what? I don't care. Of course, I don't think you mentioned his name, but from now on, I'm going to give you credit for anything like that because no one gives anyone credit, right? You're right. (laughs) It's true, and I'll I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Might as well throw you. Hey, I saw Damashek try to take you down on Twitter. He responded to one of your tweets that said no one cares about fantasy baseball anymore. Yeah. He says it's over. That's what he said, and it's spoken like a man who's never received a trophy in October, if you ask me. (laughs) And even if he had, he would lose it, right? (laughs) Let's face it. What's he going to do with it? Yeah, yeah, I think you said, uh, what did you say? Well, why do trophies keep showing up my house every October? Yeah, that's 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 true. I like to see that. I like to see you take pictures of the doorway and the trophies. (laughs) Um, All right, let's put it. Let's ask you this. After two weeks, is there any top tier pick you are already thinking might be time to bail on? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Uh, one of which okay. is uh, Brandon Ayuk. Mm. You know, uh, listen, Kyle Shanahan is always. You have too- a different top tier than I do, but okay. <laughs> okay, so okay, then you want to go? How about Clyde edwards alaire Is that a little more yeah, top tier? Tier. All right, Bam. all right, okay, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like an RB one ish, I think, in in, in uh, bigger leagues. For some yeah. people, uh, RB two probably. He was mm-hmm. a second round pick for a lot of people. So right. Mm-hmm. You no know, total of what 27 touches over two games, uh, averaging about 3.3 yards per attempt, I believe, about 40 something yards per game, no targets yesterday. And then, of course, the dramatic fumble, uh, which basically cost them the game. And it was his first NFL fumble. I feel kind of bad for the guy, but it just doesn't look like he's going to be the guy we all want him to be. And it doesn't look like he's going to pay off his second round draft pick. 
Yeah. And you mentioned, I sorry, I cut you off. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, who uh, a lot of people took very high. Uh, he was nowhere week one, and then he had one target yesterday. And so we just don't know what to expect. The guy was a total playmaker last year, but it seems like right now he's not on the good list for Kyle Shanahan. So unfortunately, it looks more like it's Debo Samuel's uh, game there. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, will you try to help Harry save face here? what a face it is. But is <laughs> Sam Darnold out of fantasy jail? Shouldn't he at least be someone's backup quarterback? I mean, the Panthers are 2-0, and and Harry is uh, he's going to have a hernia, I think, if this keeps up. But he refuses to defend. <laughs> yes, his fourth hernia is going to be a result of the Sam Darnold's uh, next big game. What do, what do we think about Sam Darnold as a fantasy player? I think forward? he's a good fantasy player in a super flex league or as a backup quarterback. And this week, what he has the Texans with the backup quarterback, Davis Mills. So I don't see how you're ignoring him. And right now, like it's thin, right? We lost Andy Dalton, potentially Carson Wentz. Not that these guys were your number one guys, but they were probably your second guy in a super flex league or your backup guy. Um, so Sam Darnold has to be taken seriously at this point. And I know it, feels weird and it feels gross, but just getting away from Adam Gase, he looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Harry's not ignoring him. He's actually just saying his stats shouldn't count. And he's saying, I don't know how, you know, if it works, Harry in fantasy, like you can't change your quarterback at halftime. Right. So the fact that he has no second half touchdowns shouldn't, shouldn't work against you. No, it shouldn't. Oh, it's still zero touchdown, second half, one pick. Uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't consider him as a starting quarterback at all in fantasy. Oh my God! Well, Jen's in leagues with um, thirty-seven teams, so you have to kind of. You have know. to, yeah. You have to have. By the way, second. Jen, Jen, yeah, Jen, you're in, you're in fourteen leagues, right? Fourteen. Yeah, leagues? I think it's fourteen. Yeah. After after week one, what was your how many did you win in after the four? After the I first had one like eleven of the fourteen. I had a really spectacular wow. week one. Uh, what do you say to Kyle Pitts? Um, I don't like saying owners, but Kyle Pitt. People have Kyle Pitts on their fantasy roster. Is he going to suffer from this Falcons curse just by association or is there any chance he thrives in this Matt Ryan offense? Yeah. I mean, obviously this has a lot to do with Matt Ryan, but the guy is running 90% playing 90% of the snaps. Seeing Calvin Ridley are out there all the time. They're using him like a wide receiver. So you can complain. Oh no, it's the Falcons, but you knew what you were getting into when you drafted him. You knew it was the Falcons. You knew Matt Ryan's not getting any younger or any better. He had a subpar year last year, but the one thing that you are guaranteed is that there's going to be a lot of garbage time and there's going to be a right. lot of opportunity for him. So for fantasy, it's not that bad. Um, he's certainly the most targeted. He's running the most routes. He's lining up a wide receiver. That's what you want in a fantasy tight end. And again, like, it's not like there's a lot of competition at tight end. We either got, yeah. you know, Waller, Kelsey, or then it's kind of a long chasm Kittle, I guess. And then you yeah. got Hawk and Mark Andrews, but even still. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you this, but now that I look at the question, it, it seems unfair to you because you look at it a different way. And I'm, the question is simple. Who's at the top of your waiver wire right now going into week three, but it's, it's tough for you because you're in, you really are in 16 team leagues. Yeah. So your waiver wire is going to be different. You'll probably take a Brandon Zilstra or maybe recommend someone <laughs> like that. Yeah. Whereas we're in leagues where Van Jefferson could still be on the waiver. Yeah, wire. And so what what would you recommend? For, so there's a lot, actually. J.D. Amateurs. McKissick, if he's still available, he's somebody that you need to get. Um, K.J. Osborne in deeper leagues. It looks like he really is the number three yeah. receiver. He's getting the targets, and we were watching for that. So I think he's someone Kirk Cousins has looked pretty good. They have an easy schedule to start the year. Um, certainly Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr in two quarterback leagues, or if you just need to back up, they both need to be rostered at this point because the position is thinning out. Derek Carr 
has actually thrown for the most yards in the NFL this year. I think it's 819. It's kind of stupid, ridiculous. Crazy. Um, And Teddy Bridgewater has the second highest completion percentage. It's like 77%. Obviously, he can't keep that up, but he has the most incredible array of weapons. You've got Corlin Sutton. You've got Tim Patrick, who found the end zone again. You've got Noah Fant. So those guys are for sure up there. I also like the Las Vegas wide receivers. Henry Ruggs is still available in 65% of leagues. Wow. Really high ceiling there. So you got to grab him. Hunter Renfro is a great security blanket if you just want a solid floor. Manny Sanders is still out there. There's there's a lot. If you if you need to dig really deep, you can go Cordero Patterson, who is out touching Mike Davis. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Two TDs, two TDs yesterday. Right? Yeah, receiving and rushing. And he's kind of a gadget guy. So they can use him lots of different ways. And mm-hmm. you know, they will. I think who's well. getting the brother Bry is a uh, big longtime Raider fan. Who's getting the most touches out of those receivers? Is it Renfro? Are they all about the same? I think they're all about that. Well, I mean, Waller obviously is the number one receiver yeah. and that's not going to change. But um, yesterday t- rugs had seven. Um, I think that it's Renfro that has the most volume so far. If you average the last two yeah, weeks, Renfro with the two weeks, he has one, I think. With the two weeks. Yeah. So if you want All the right. floor, I mean, it's Renfro and we know that Carr has chemistry with him. And what we've been looking for is him to be able to develop the chemistry with these young playmakers. And we've been saying like, okay, Henry Ruggs, you were the number one pick overall, do something. And then yesterday he did it. And then of course we saw mm-hmm. Brian Edwards in the final moments of that game versus Baltimore. Yeah. He's going to be on some waiver wires too, right? Totally sure. available. He's totally available in 12 team leagues. And these are people that you need to keep an eye on because you, we all may think Derek Carr is a joke and we make jokes about him, but the fact is he has done really well and he did it versus tough defenses. Unlike Teddy Bridgewater who had cake matchups. All right. Parley kid, while we have Jen here, any fantasy players on your rosters that you're worried about or. Yeah. Or, I'm, I'm just looking at it right now. The, I do have my, should I just get rid of this guy at this point or <laughs> I, really, I, you gotta understand. I also, I'm also carrying three receivers, uh, Michael Thomas. I got these type of players. I don't, I might, my, my team is yeah. thriving. I mean, I just killed uh, beat up on Harry's team, but what do I do? <laughs> I, should I keep Ayuk? Should I, Keep Thomas around. I mean, the Saints passing game looks kind of weak right now anyway. Uh, is it not worth keeping him right now? What do you think? I would. Do you have room? So it, I'm assuming Michael Thomas is on your IR and not on your bench. Yeah, you could say that. I think we just add. You know, we, yeah. Uh, how do we do? We, we just add a, a crazy amount because uh, this COVID thing just gets me nuts. Yeah. So I'm like, we're just adding three extra uh, roster. Yeah. Players. If you can move him to your IR, I would keep him because it doesn't cost you anything. But if he's taken yeah. up a place on your bench, I would drop Michael Thomas. I don't trust him. Um, I just don't. I think he's off in more ways than just physically. Gotcha. <laughs> so gotcha. I, I know oh. it's a big lottery ticket and it could pay off, but I don't like it. As far as Brandon Ayuk, I don't know what is going on, but he is still just one injury away from being a superstar in my opinion. So I wouldn't drop him. I would try to keep him on the bench. He was a superstar last year. And I think he still has it in him. He's got that gigantic wingspan. Um, He's just really, really good. So I hate it. I hate they're not using him, but one injury. And as we can see, the 49ers are prone to them. (laughs) The other entire backfield got injured. I I wonder if I'm wrong about this, Jen, but you know, entering week three and entering week two, it's uh, there are about four or five receivers and you named all of them who are worth picking up maybe, maybe for Brandon Ayuk instead of, but that's going to get, that's going to get pretty thin, right? If we have this conversation in week seven, there's be like one, one or two wide receivers out there. Probably unless we have a series of injuries and we just have to keep digging deeper and deeper or COVID outbreak. 
That's right. I mean, yeah. Oh, so many good things to worry <laughs> about. Um, all right. Well, Jen, you've done it again. Uh, we could see you on Sports Illustrated. You're on the cover, right? Yeah, in my bikini. <laughs> Haven't you seen it? I did Not see that. Not photoshopped at all. Who took that picture? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jen pretended like somebody else posted it. Come on. We know how this game works. <laughs> no, but you'll be with Eddie Spaghetti, right? Midweek, you're going to go over. You're going to answer everyone's fantasy questions, right? People, you say you get like a million. Um, I, I think that's an exaggerated number, but a million people like um, – DM you and ask you questions. I don't, or I don't exaggerate, Sal. Yeah. So. No? Is it a million? No, I'm not wow. prone to exaggeration. I mean, didn't you see how the Cowboys walloped the Chargers on Sunday? No exaggeration. Excellent clock management. <laughs> um, I we do get a lot of that. questions in my DM, so I'll keep collecting them, but we will be live on Wednesday. And part of the fun is if you guys uh, interact with us. So please tune in Wednesdays. I believe we're going live at 2 p.m., but you can send me messages in the meantime, tweet them to me or DM me, and we'll put them on there because that's the way to really get to the heart of what people want to know. So we'll talk a little about injuries and waiver wire, but we'll take your questions live. All right. Thanks so much, Jen Piacenti. Yes. And uh, yeah, she recommended Brandon Zilstra this week. So, (laughs) I mean, really, she really knows what she's talking about. I'm putting that in my Twitter bio. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Jen. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Bye. All right. There you go, Harry. Even Jen says, lay off Sam Darnold. It's a quality player, at least a backup in fantasy at this point. He's going to be your QB1. I know it. By week 10, he's going to be a QB1 in our league, Elwood Football League. Um, Joel, what do you think? Well, I think uh, that we, like Kyle Pitts, don't give up. I mean, we just, we can't give up. I'm not going to give up on Kyle Pitts. I'm, I'm so not going to give up on him. I paid $33 for him, and he gets like 33 yards a game. It sucks. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, he looks like a monster out there, though, Sal. I mean, I know. I, I'd be throwing it to him every single play. Right. I, I, honestly. Right. Jeez. Everyone should be picking up Max Williams right now, Darren, with two X's. Max Williams, lighten uh, up. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't do that. Two X's, Cardinal. Right. Check his garbage first, Harry, before we uh, commit to something like that. <laughs> All right. There you go. We will be back. The Against All Odds crew will be back on Thursday to preview. What are we doing? Carolina and Houston? Oh, yeah, we get it, Harry. Harry's going to go Darnold on there for everything. You don't even have to tune into that. And then Friday, we'll be talking Ryder Cup. Lots of good stuff for spaghetti and meatballs. And babyface Joel Solomon, I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping.